0: hey i am so excited about this message today this is something i've been chewing on and god has been speaking to me uh really for for quite some time but especially these last two weeks and so i want you to get in your bible with me to the greatest sermon ever that's not my message today it's jesus's greatest sermon ever the sermon on the mount matthew chapter 5. um we're gonna go there together and and i'm eager to talk about Uh, uh, this message today and we're actually going to use also Matthew chapter 5 to start a brand new series next week that you're invited to and it's a good time to invite a friend to so that they can jump into something new with us called serenity now and we're gonna be talking about hey there's conflicts in life there's adversity there's there's uh, drama that we all deal with there's heaviness but. How many of y'all know we can find a peace that surpasses all understanding even in the midst of the storms and so the message is entitled serenity now and i really want to encourage you to lean into this and invite a friend there's so many family members and friends who are hurting and who need the the, the life-giving message of jesus to be a lift in their life so i would love for you to do that and um, invite someone Uh, welcome everybody who's online we would love to have you in person as well and let's jump in to the greatest message ever Matthew chapter 5 starts the Sermon on the Mount and uh, we're going to jump about uh, a fifth of the way into the message it says in uh, verse 38 this is Jesus talking and I need you to understand that when anytime you read the Sermon on the Mount you need to realize that there were a lot of religious people in the time who thought they understood God. And they, if they didn't understand God, they thought, I'll go to a priest or a rabbi or I'll go to a, a, a high priest or someone and I'll figure it out. But Jesus is about to redefine what it means to follow God. He is the son of God, and he's speaking, and he's redefining things. It was a radical message in his day, so much so that many people there would have been going, oh my goodness, this is new, this is fresh, and this is going to be a little difficult to do, and you might find that true even today. Matthew 5, starting in verse 38, it says, You have heard the laws that says the punishment must match the injury. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. Come on, I'm going to have rosy cheeks at the end of this message. If you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, someone say, not the floral shirt. If your floral shirt is taken from you, give them your coat too. And if a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow you have heard the law that says love your neighbor and hate your enemy but I say love your enemies pray for those who persecute you and in that way you will be acting as true children of your father in heaven for he gives sunlight to both the evil and the good and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike if you only lo- if you only love those who love you what reward is there for that even corrupt tax collectors do that and if you are kind only to your friends how different from anyone else are you even pagans do that but you are to be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect you know I hear this message and some of those things are gonna sound so difficult Contrary to popular belief or contrary to maybe even how mommy and daddy raised me But today I want to preach a message called the second mile and I would encourage you This is a good week to take notes So you can use your smart devices to do the smartest thing and that's to write down the message because it'll li- Live in your life longer when you do that. Would you pray with me? God? I thank you so much for your words that bring life bring understanding for us give us eyes to hear and ears to Um, eyes to see and ears to hear and minds to understand what you're saying because your ways are higher than our ways and we want to get more of you less of us in Jesus name I pray and everyone who agrees with that say the second mile second mile reminds me a little bit of a Boudreaux joke I once heard in case you haven't been here very long I'm a South Louisiana Cajun I'm from the New Orleans and Baton Rouge area, and so are Boudreaux and Thibodeau. Just two, two simple men. They're not the smartest men in the world, but they're good men. They're good men. And um, Boudreaux was on the levee one day. It's just a high hill that separates the bayou, so that everything doesn't flood New Orleans, right? And and uh, Boudreaux's up on the bayou one day, and he's flying in his pick 'em up truck. And I mean, he's just zipping up there. And, and Louisiana state troopers saw him flying up there, and Turned on his sirens, turned on his lights, g- got up there on the levee and started chasing Boudreaux down. Now, Boudreaux saw him in his rearview mirror, and, and he heard, and so he just he just sped up even more. And he's just, he's just flying, and, and so the state troopers just, just cruising behind him, trying to stay with him. 20 miles up the road, they're st- the chase is still going. Boudreaux's feeling epic at this point until his gas runs out and he comes to a halt, and the state trooper said, Boudreaux, I thought that was you. I recognize you pick picking them up, truck. And he said, what you doing running away from me like that, Boudreaux? And he said, well, officer, I didn't know it was you. You see, 10 years ago, my wife, she ran away with an officer. And when I saw the lights coming on, I thought you were trying to bring her back to me. Come on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's sort of funny, right? My prayer for you today... That doesn't have a lot to do with the message other than he went a distance. And today we want to go to Second Mile. And my prayer for you is that your marriage is going to be so much better than Boudreaux's with the help of Jesus. And um, we just like to have fun here at Lift Church. I believe Jesus was contagiously uh, full of joy and people wanted to be around him. So sometimes we just like to laugh here, but I want to get into this message here called the second mile and we're going to go a distance but we're going to go a distance in a better direction and so if you take a notice I believe when Jesus talks about the second mile I believe there's many different applications for it I believe he's saying multiple things with even just one sentence it's a potent sentence that we can dive into and we can dig into and we can study and we can uh, meditate on and we can find out how it applies to our life and This morning, I'm going to give you four things that I believe the second mile is pertaining to. I believe the second mile is, number one, write this down, relational. I believe the second mile is relational. If you love someone, so what? Even the pagans do that. That's the first mile. Loving someone doesn't differentiate you that much. Loving someone doesn't separate you that much. It is the second mile that differentiates your love as a Christian from any other love. See, you got to understand that when we are a follower of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, when we choose to follow the one who unconditionally loved you and I, even while we were still yet sinners, let me put that in 2023 version, even while we were jacked up and doing stupid, Jesus Christ still died because he loves us. And when you understand that he is a mercy giver, when you understand that he's a grace giver, when you understand that kind of love, then as followers of him, shouldn't some of that love get contagious and fall all over us? that we become a a, a differentiated type of love than the type of love the world gives see, the world says as long as you're a star athlete, I love you you get hurt, I don't have much time for you as long as you have a bank account I love you if that were to go bankrupt so does my love go bankrupt as long as you're popular, as long as you could do something for me because human beings by nature, we all gravitate to ourselves Every one of us has a bit of narcissism in us that if unchecked, will go back to taking care of me, myself, and my own. And so we think about our own stuff. We think about our own uh, how to get ahead. And and I believe when Jesus is saying, if you go the first mile and love people who love you, so what? Everybody does that. You should go the second mile in your life relationships and i think it should differentiate your relationships in two ways it differentiates the love of a christian my hope is that you have someone in your life that you would say i would not know love if it wasn't for this one person meaning it's not the type of love everybody else just gives it's a further than it should go kind of love it's a unceasing kind of love it's a never giving up on me even when i should be given up on kind of love it's a love that that continues on because that kind of love is a model of the love that we receive from our father i've often said if you want to love your spouse better fall more in love with the king jesus because he's the lover of our soul he is the author and the perfecter of love so the closer i get to him the more compelled i am to be a better lover not only to my spouse but anybody in my life kids friends uh uh uh, uh, people i work with whatever and so we should be differentiated in our love as christians if we're following the lover of everyone's soul we should look a little bit different is your love stronger than the world's love is your love more persistent than the world's love is your love unconditional is it distinguishable and, 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 and distinguishable and, and i think that come on anybody know a wayward child or if you have a wayward child I think it's one of the greatest witnessing things to say I will not condone what you do but there will always be a place for you to find a hug there will always be a place for you to find a meal I will not get behind everything you're doing but there will always be a place where you will find love because I'm compelled to because there was a time in my life where I was not deserving of the love of the father and yet he did not give up on me not only did he not give up on me but he went to the cross for me so i'm suffering a little bit and and you're inconveniencing me a little bit but the love of the father compels me to do it it's distinguishable it says we didn't budget for your friends being here but the love of the father says bring them all in, come on, it says, it it, it just, it goes a second mile, when the the first mile, the natural world says, that's far enough, the second mile kicks in relationally, it differentiates the love of a Christian, it also differentiates the love given to those special in our lives, should I give, if I give everybody else the first mile type of love, is that the type of love I should give my spouse, say, hey, honey, baby, you, you special to me but I love you just like everybody else no 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 Here, here's here's something that could uh, challenge marriages in the house you want to improve your marriage don't stop at the first mile take it to the second mile and you say hey I did the dishes that was the first mile we both signed up for that but baby I didn't just do the dishes I dried them too and I put them away and I got a pot roast on tonight I don't even know if you like pot roast all of a sudden she's going she's going I can't believe you did all that. You usually don't. And you go, "Uh uh-uh, baby, not in this house. You don't need to say that second part. Come on. Your man walk in and you go, hey, honey, welcome home. And you just go up and give him a hug and kiss. And he's thinking, wow, I don't normally get that. You usually, you don't need to say that second part. I'm just going second mile today. All right? And that second mile kind of love says this. I'm going to start going second mile even if you don't go second mile. Because first mile says, how far did you go? I'll meet you there. Second mile says, I challenge you second mile. If you don't go there, that's okay because I've got a source inside me that's compelling me. He loves me unconditionally and so beyond what I deserve. So I'm going to just pour this out because you're not just my wife. You are a daughter of the Most High King. And if I believe you're a daughter of the Most High King, then I believe that you deserve everything. Come on, I'm going to serve you, and and come on. And and I think it should reciprocate. I think a a marriage could be just a contest of who's viewing the other in the context of the kingdom. More than just, you forgot to do the grass today. (laughs) You spent that money? I not only didn't spend that money, I used the rest of my allowance to bring you home a milkshake. Oh no! Whatever. I don't even know what gets your mojo working all I know is verse 46 says if you love if you are kind to only those who love you how are you different from anyone else everyone else is capable of first mile kindness everyone else is capable of first mile love I call you to go to the second mile so that there's a differentiator. here number two The second mile is not just relational, it's motivational. This bleeds over a little bit into the last one, but it's a leadership principle that inspires our work ethic. When everybody else is going the first mile, Jesus Christ tells me to go the second mile. Why? Because it's a differentiator. It magnetizes your faith. When everybody else says, where's the one-mile marker? Come on. Is that the one-mile marker? I'll go this far and then, excuse me, I won't go any farther until I get my paycheck. The other, the the second mile motivation says, I know you're not paying for me, but if you're still here, I'm still here to serve you. Why? Because my God's in it with me too. My God loves me through everything too. Um, Even when things get difficult and tough, he's there with me. I'm not just talking about work. It could be sport. It could be school. It could be relationships. It could be anything. It's really just a leadership principle. When I say... I'm picking up five things off the ground and no more because y'all created this mess and not me. The second mile says i can do this today by the grace of god i can i could go the second mile today when when your neighbor always uh, leaves their grass high and you're cutting yours and you've got just a few more extra minutes you say second mile has me drive over there too come on you don't have to owe me any gas money you don't owe me anything you don't owe me time why because i'm I, i'm just going the second mile because i want you to go why and i'll tell you why Because there's someone who loved me, and was gracious for me, and merciful to me, and and giving and kind to me, and he did it for me, and I just wanted, I felt like God was using me to just be able to tell you about what drives me. The source of life. Because we're all a little bit narcissistic. And when I was done my grass, I would have liked to go put on ESPN and watch the game or i would have liked to go watch the on-demand stuff that i've been recording or i don't even record anymore i just stream that junk but i'm trying to binge the rest of this netflix series as if it's going somewhere but instead god just called me to use my time to show you just a little bit of love to go the second mile it's it inspires our work ethic in fact We often feel accomplished when we do everything required of us, but write this down, the second mile isn't about requirements, the second mile is above requirements. Come on, you you showing up at 9 a.m., I'll be there at 8.45, come on, you you, you leaving at 5? I'll leave at 5, I mean you're leaving at 515, I'll leave at 515 too, come on. It's not about what is mine and protecting my own, it is about serving someone else and it catches people's notice it's not about just getting a job that's the first mile everyone's got that but 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 bringing our best at our job it's not about showing up at church that's first mile that's basic requirement but coming early to serve it's not just about making money for myself that's first mile we all got to do that but deciding to make extra money in ad, to advance the Lord's kingdom and do what he wants to do with it it's not about just Texting a friend who's in the hospital, that's first mile kind of love. It's showing up to a friend in a hospital, that's going to second mile. It's not just praying for the lost, that's first mile kind of stuff. It's getting to know the lost by name and have them at your dinner table. That's going to second mile. Anybody else fired up with me? So I believe if we get a hold of this, so many people who are wandering and are lost and are wondering where they can find solutions and where can they find life and all of a sudden you walk into their life and when they're expecting you to hit the one mile marker and go that is enough see you later hope you have a better life instead you're just like how far are we going you like, i thought you would have given up on me by now no, no 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 i have one who never gave up on me and what i'd like to say to you is i've wanted to give up on you uh, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. I've been just a little bit frustrated by you. I have a little less hair on my head because I've been doing one of these kinds of things. But I'm not going to give up on you. I'm going to second mile because Jesus said, carry it too. Carry it too. Somebody say, carry it too. The first mile says, that's good enough. The second mile says, we can do better. I want to uh, applaud so many of our dream teamers. They make this church a dream. and And I could applaud so many of them, but there's so many i could talk about one i just want to highlight and i'm not sure if she's in here or serving the kids right now is abby mason and if you've ever met abby she just goes above and beyond because. She doesn't just take our elementary kid's curriculum and print it out and say, let's go. She elevates it. She personalizes it. She adds skits to it. She prays over it all week long. She comes in the middle of the week and you see her setting up the room and doing kinds of things and reaching out to people all so that your children in elementary can have a personalized Salisbury experience with a God who loves them. And so many different dream teamers do something like that, but that is going the second mile. She could just say, I'm coming, I'm sitting, I'm praying, I'm giving, and I'm leaving. But she goes above and beyond. And so many of y'all already get this, and do you do it? And if our value of pursuing excellence compels us to go beyond what is required, we, we've got to do that. And you can join our team by joining, uh, signing up for our growth Track. It starts next month. We have a Fast Track Grow Track which means we take three weeks and combine it into one morning sitting, I would encourage you to go online and sign up for that and say, hey, I want to start making a difference with my life that's going to matter in heaven. Amen? All right, so there's two. The third one, the second mile isn't just relational and motivational. The third mile is evangelical. Now, that's a fancy Christian churchy word, which just means reach people who are far from God, people who are lost and hurting and don't know god and don't have a piece that surpasses all understanding the second mile compare, compels me to get evangelical i've got to tell them about jesus I've got to invite them to church. i got to get one of those invite cards you print out every single series and carry it around because I've seen people wandering in Walmart and they need a little bit of hope. I've seen people hanging their heads on the ball field after they didn't have such a great game. And I've seen them and, I, and I've seen people fighting with their spouse and I want to help them find life. And so I got to get loud i've got to get evangelical a little bit with my faith in fact the second mile is a kind of work that turns heads and magnetizes your faith when you go the second mile people start going where's that come from that's not natural that's unusual what compels you to care this much how come you haven't given up on me and and see when jesus shared the second mile philosophy He was speaking about a law that was in the land that they already knew about. So let me give you a little bit of history in the first century. Jerusalem was a land given to the Israelites by God. But they messed that up in their disobedience. And so the Romans came in and occupied it at the time that Jesus lived there. Okay, So it's Roman-occupied. Caesar is king, according to everybody else at that time. And so Caesar dictates a law that I'm going to have Roman militia everywhere, and he doesn't like Jerusalem very much. He doesn't like Israel very much. It's problematic because there's these weird kind of people who choose to follow a different king, follow the Most High God more than they follow me, and it irritates him. So he's got a strong military presence in that area. Legions and, and militia and commanders. And all kinds of military there. And so he edicts a law every Jew would have known, and that is this: any Roman soldier can walk up to you and say, "My bag is heavy, carry it a mile." You are under law, an obligation to carry it one mile. So when you were in Israel at that time, you would actually see one-mile stick markers leading into Jerusalem and out of Jerusalem. Why? Because we all like to know how many miles until we get there so we can tell our kids, it's only three more miles. Carry pipe down back there on the donkey. No, 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 no. Some of y'all didn't find it as funny as I thought. <laughs> Help a brother out. Okay. The donkey's funny. Come on. Okay. And it was instead so that if you were Jew and you were asked to carry it one mile, you could go, okay, I... I had a grocery list. I got kids at home that are hungry. I'm trying to feed them all, but I'll carry it one mile, and here you go. That's as far as I'm going. Now you do your thing. I don't like you very much, and I'm going to go do my thing. Jesus said, when you get to the one mile marker, you just keep going. The officer will innately do this. He'll walk with you, and then he'll... He'll stop, even though he's leading you, he'll stop at the one mile marker going, I know you've fulfilled your obligation. You will leave his jaw dropped when you walk right past him and go, how far are we going today? I'm sorry, you fulfilled your obligation, where are you going? He'll start chasing you. (laughs) How far are we going? Get out of my bag back. Where are we going? Most people don't act like this. Most people spit at us. Most people cuss at us. Most people call us names. I'm just a human being under a command, too. I didn't to be born under Roman rule. I'm just trying to make a paycheck, too. But naturally, you hate me, and I'm trying to stay alive, and I'm trying to keep y'all alive. So I understand that we hit the one-mile marker. Give me my bag back, and you're saying, I don't care. I'm going to carry it as far as you want to go today, as far as two miles. Why? Because it's a motivational, it's a, it's a magnetism of your faith. You've got to ask as your jaws drop, why? Everybody else stopped everybody else gave up on me. Everybody else hates me. Why are you not only Approving of me but loving on me to make my load lighter I'm glad you asked why Because I have a person in my life who took the weight of sin off of my life And if I got to carry your Easton baseball bat bag You don't need six bats to play this baseball game You just need one, but if I got to carry your bag with me and your smelly clothes with me another two weeks and wash them for you i'm happy to do that why because i just want you to know what motivates me to do it the opportunity to tell you about a love that has so well loved me that it is my joy to carry your bags two miles can i get an amen? amen jesus was teaching the whatever it takes witnessing principle. Whatever it takes. And I think we need some of that today too. Where we don't just go, that would be inconvenient. I don't have enough time for that. I don't have enough budget for that. I don't know about that. They did me wrong before. They probably deserve it. They probably made bad choices. The second mile says, I didn't ask about all that. How far are we going today? How can I serve you today? it is inconvenient for my budget it is inconvenient for my time it is inconvenient but you are welcome and it's so that my faith gets attractive and gets on you a little bit so so i want to step on some toes just a little bit long enough to say if you haven't reached someone in a while you should probably check your second mile tracker because god saved you out of a pit of sin and condemnation if you've given your life to him we were deserving of hell and if he saved us we cannot be okay with the person next to us heading down the same road we were to hell and us not choose to drive past the first mile every once in a while and regularly start visiting the second mile so we got to check it because oftentimes we'll go i went as far as it served me best <laughs> what is the minimum i could do to survive what is the minimum i could do to keep my job what is the minimum i can do to stay married second mile says forget the minimum requirements how far are we going baby come on because jesus compels and so one of the things we'd love for you to do is help us invite people to our grand opening on september 10th where we're going to pull out every stop we possibly can So that your loved ones will get to know Jesus Christ, the greatest lift in life. And we're going to make the message so very clear that that, uh, Jesus is our Lord and Savior. And that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord can be saved. And all I'm asking you to do is to invite people to our grand opening. And they'll think it's all about uh, uh, food in the parking lot and fun things for the kids. But it's really about people's souls. And so I think that's a wise investment. Can I get an amen? And then finally... The second mile is not just relational, motivational, and evangelical, it's spiritual too. And uh, my daughter's going to join me, my daughter's on piano today, I shouldn't have shouted you out like that because now you feel all weird and you're going to say no next time, I know. I know That's how it works in our house, I don't know about any other daddies who got daughters, but anyway. Says, Dad, why you had to do that? Okay, anyway. Come on, how many of you thought she did great today? <laughs> I didn't do that in the first experience. Though. And she's like, I ain't coming out. I know, I know. (laughs) It's not just relational. It's not just motivational. It's not just evangelical. But this is the most important one. It's spiritual. The second mile is spiritual. In fact, if you don't get that it's spiritual, you will not do the first three very well at all. You'll have small spurts of momentum where, hey, I got it right relationally. Oh yeah, come on, and then it fades. Or hey, I invited someone to church and it got evangelical and it fades. Or hey, I'm trying to be my best everywhere and it fades. You have got to get this fourth one because it drives all the rest of them. In fact, write this down: the first mile is natural. Jesus said it this way. Pagans and tax collectors do that natural the second mile has to be spiritual because nobody's doing that and behold i put a new spirit in you that that at the first mile marker wouldn't just say done my obligation but instead would have a spiritual compulsion inside you that says my flesh doesn't want to my flesh is weak but my spirit is strong and my spirit says let's go on my spirit says how can i serve my spirit says is there anything else my spirit says we can do better my spirit says i care past when everybody else has given up and stopped caring i'm slapped on one cheek that's natural but to turn the other cheek that's spiritual and you're going to need the help of the holy spirit to do that to be lawfully having to carry roman gear one mile that's natural you're obligated to do it but to choose to do it a second mile that's something deep and spiritual come on loving the ones who love you is natural but loving your enemies is not natural that's where you're going to need the spiritual to kick in are you hearing me today you're not going to be able to do any of the three quarters of the the first three quarters of this message unless you start learning tap into the greatest life source there is. It's the power of our living God, our triune God, the Holy Spirit, is an ever-present help in time of need. That when my flesh says, heck no, my spirit says, we can do this because it was done for you. Because it might lead one more person to find an eternity in heaven instead of suffering in hell. Let's do this. My spirit rise up. And the more and more you follow jesus you'll find the more and more i listen to my spirit and i silence my flesh and when my flesh says no no don't do that no don't fight them over no save money no don't give no no don't give your time no no keep all for yourself no you deserve you deserve your time to yourself you deserve relaxation you deserve it your spirit starts going invite them do this sell things <laughs> go be with them <laughs> give away your time mentor and you're just like what then your flesh says I'm inadequate I'm weak I'm not good enough I don't have enough how would I even make an impact I won't even move the needle and your spirit's just going I never asked you to I just asked you to do be obedient to this because it will move the needle because I do infinitely above more than you can ask or imagine come on we live by the beach somebody's told you to seashell one. why are you throwing these these back because it matters to this one God knows how to take that and then multiply it, because it doesn't just matter to this one, but then this one starts doing it for every single body else, and it just starts taking it off. So, someone say, second mile. Zechariah 4, verse 6 says, it is not by force. It is not by strength. That's first mile. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. And so, you're going to have to know this morning i want to pray for you because i believe that god wants to release some of the things he's always spoken of i had a scripture here i don't have time for where jesus said you're gonna cast out demons in my name you're gonna speak in new languages you're gonna handle snakes with safety you're gonna drink anything poisonous and it won't hurt you you're gonna place your hands on the sick and they will be healed and you say how that's supernatural those things don't happen and god says by my spirit supernaturally these things are going to happen because we're not just going to medicate demons we're going to cast out demons we're not just going to speak powerfully by speaking powerfully in a english language we're going to speak powerly powerfully in a heavenly language that moves mountains we're not just going to avoid venomous enemies but we're going to be able to handle venomous enemies that others run from with authority and with safety and using it evangelically can i get it amen What I'm trying to say is, God's trying to tell you to go to the second mile. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to pray for you today. Father, I know that you are compelling us in individual ways, personal ways, ways to go the second mile. First, we want to repent when we stopped at the first mile and said, it's my right to stop. I've done enough. Our own self-preservation, our own flesh seems to try to work against what you're trying to do in the kingdom but I thank you that you gave us a spirit to help us overcome so, Father, we repent and we thank you that you've forgiven us of those and we you hold, us against, hold them against us no longer. But, Father, help us not stop at the first mile peg, but help us to be second-mile type Christians, that we would take up your word and we would truly live it out, that we would go above and beyond, and that we would get to use our life's example to tell people about Jesus' life example and what he did for them. And so, Father, I pray that you to reach lost people. I pray you use people to heal broken people. I pray you use your people to restore faith in other people. God, where people are wandering around and hurt, bound up, I pray you release the captive in Jesus' name. You use our second mile as an example and witness in Jesus' name. If you receive that, say amen with every head still bowed, every eye still closed, I just want to speak to a few people who, you've gone the first mile with Jesus, but you've never gone the second mile. You've never gone all in before. Or maybe you have and it's been a while and you know, I retreated back to first mile. I retreated back to bare minimum. I retreated to how can I get to heaven and that's all I'm going to do. It's really thinking about self and not thinking about him. And see, when Jesus hung on the cross, he wasn't thinking about himself. He was thinking about you. And so I applaud you because if you're here under the sound of my voice or you stopped online and you're listening in, you're already curious and you're already engaged and and, and you're already leaning in. But but that's first mile. I'm asking some people to go to the second mile today where you say, it's not going to be about bare minimums. It's not going to be about you can have some, but not everything. I'm going all in today. And so whether it's your first time or the first time in a long time, I'm going to ask you with every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm not going to call you forward. I will not embarrass you, but I don't want you to be embarrassed to say before God, I hear your word loud and clear. The conviction, I'm going to respond to that by saying I'm all in, and I'm going to start trying to be a second mile person with the help of your powerful Holy Spirit. If that's you, just throw your hand in the air, and you can put it right back down. Thank you. Yes, yes. Hands everywhere. Thank you. Up front and back. Yes. To the right. Thank you. Thank you. I see hands everywhere. Now, look at me, church. You can't do this in the natural. It has to be the Spirit of God living inside of you. He will compel you to do all things that way. So lean into Him. So I'm going to lead us into a prayer, and especially for everyone who just raised their hand, I'm going to ask you to mean every single word. that you you repeat after me. And the whole church is going to pray along with you. Come on, let's pray. Jesus, I give you my life. I know I'm a sinner and I've screwed up many times. I say I'm sorry today. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. And when he died on that cross, he died to forgive even me. So I am forgiven today. Thank you that you've wiped all the past away. I am a new creation because of what you've done. Now help me use this fresh start to to serve you as Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. And the church said amen. Come on, can y'all make it loud for everybody?